Hey folks, Ashley here. I just wanted to pop in at the beginning of the episode just to give you a little heads up. Uh, We recorded this episode on my brand new laptop, which is great uh, and has taken care of the audio dropping issue we've had for the last few episodes. However, as I am a dunce, I did not remember to change the default microphone. So that means we inadvertently recorded the entire episode on the terrible built-in microphone on the laptop. And I didn't realize that until I sat down to edit. So the audio quality is bad. (laughs) It's listenable. It's fine. Uh, I'd say it's better than the audio dropping probably. But next episode, everything will be sorted out. Uh, and so I just want to say thanks for sticking with it. Love you. Bye. Hello and welcome to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert. It's all, also spoiler alert. We'll be discussing spoilers as usual. So here's your warning. I'm Ashley. I'm Alex. (laughs) And you're having a little trouble today. I'm very tired. (laughs) Well, let's start today with Five Minute Masters, where we give you a masterclass in five minutes, because that's probably good enough. So I only had five minutes to come up with mine. (laughs) It's not necessarily like knowledge, per se. Um, So this is just 10 things to search in Google for a funny response. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So everybody knows... um, so the first one is fun fact, which is how I found this fun fact mm-hmm. by searching fun fact in Google. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. And it just, you, you can actually just ask it random que- or like hit, ask me, or like it just generates random facts. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm feeling curious, mm-hmm. uh, which is another question kind of one. I'm feeling stellar. Stellar. Which gives you Hubble oh, images. Oh, that's fun. Right. Especially because they're now all public domain. That's I right. Know. You can use them for whatever and you they're want. They're so pretty. They are. Yeah, that telescope doesn't own shit. <laughs> well, it doesn't own its own photographs. I can Yeah, it's like that that dilemma with the monkey that took a selfie, and who who the, who the <laughs> selfie belonged to. The monkey. Well, that's what people were saying. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling trendy, which is just trending things. Um, I'm feeling wonderful. Oh. Which gives you. Uh, photos of uh, the world wonders. Oh, yeah, nice. I'm feeling playful. Uh, brings up a former Google Doodle um, little sound mixer piano thingy. Oh, fun. Um, I'm feeling puzzled. Mm. Gives you a little puzzle. A little, little brain teaser. Yeah, I'm feeling doodly. Brings up um, basic. Uh, coding from Alan Turing. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then I'm feeling generous brings up nonprofits that you can search and donate to. Nice, nice. And finally, I'm feeling artistic, which brings up high resolution photos of various works of art in museums around the world that you can zoom into and look at. There's so much stuff to do if you're bored. I know. So much that's cool stuff in how there. I found that stuff was because <laughs> I didn't want to put an actual effort. <laughs> well, also the other, the only other thing all week that was like, oh, let me look further into this. It was like, 
the sand that when it's struck by lightning it turns into glass. So beautiful. But it's like, oh, this is all geology jargon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really radical, though. That's another thing to look at if you're bored. Sand struck by lightning is amazing. Mm-hmm. I gotta say that it always reminds me of the Reese Witherspoon film. Because that's that's a geologist's first... favorite movie. I mean, think about it. What other movie, popular movie, has a segment dedicated to a phenomenon of geology? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, and that's the first place I ever heard of that. Same. I think that will be most people. Certainly of our generation. Oh yeah, that movie is. It's really fun. Reese's this one is super adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the whole. <laughs> that's the, they were like, how can we write a movie called Sweet Home Alabama? Because people will see that. That would be something to look into. Is <laughs> did the song title become the plot? Yeah. Did, did the they plot... start? <laughs> did they... Chicken before chicken or the egg? Yeah. Which one is the chicken here? Uh, <clears throat> well, now we need to know. Yeah. Write it right to us. Yeah, somebody else do the work at for Lit us. Merit Pod answering <laughs> If you <laughs> know Sweet Home Alabama. Was it originally based on the song or did they adopt the title later? <laughs> it's important. It's so important. Uh well, my five minute masters is inspired because um since our last recording I had my birthday. Uh-huh. And so I was curious about the History of the tradition of birthday cakes. Ooh. And we still have some of yours. We do. It should <laughs> probably be thrown away. It's, it's been two dry. weeks. <laughs> That's an old cake. It's only like one slice. It's yeah. not too much waste. It was I'm sure if you like... No, I think it's done. It's too old. But it was a beautiful and delicious cake. So that my brother and my sister-in-law brought me from Chuck's Produce. Chuck's Produce Forever. Well, normally I don't like all chocolate everything, mm-hmm. but it was so light. Yeah, well, because it was like chocolate almond. Mm-hmm. But then the frosting was like a whipped frosting. Uh-huh, with like crunchy almond uh-huh. slices in it. Yum. Out of this world. Yum. Out of this world. So, birthday cake. <laughs> uh, let me just pull this up here. I've got a new computer, which is good because that means we probably won't have any more audio drops. Fingers crossed. Um, but I'm still learning how to use it because it's, I don't have this OS before. Uh, so, um, birthday cakes have been a part of birthday celebrations in the West since around the middle of the 1800s. But it could be argued that it comes from a tradition dating back to ancient Roman times. Hmm. Um, so they did make sort a sort of cake that was served at different kinds of celebrations, special birthdays, not every birthday necessarily, but like significant birthdays yeah. and weddings. Um, but they were like leavened with yeast, so more like a sweet bread, yeah. um, sweetened with honey, nuts. Um, more closely related to our contemporary birthday cake is from the 15th century in Germany because of course Germany was the one who gave us the the true birthday cake uh they bakers started sort of marketing small cakes for birthdays so that they could sell more cakes like it was more just sort of a wedding thing and then they were like "Mm, birthdays too maybe yeah you buy more cake uh, because that's really where everything co- comes from, is people trying to sell things. Yes. Um, 
And so that's sort of the origin of the modern idea of the birthday cake. Um, and then during the 17th century, uh, it sort of became more of what we would think of as a birthday cake with the layers and the elaborate icing and, you know, it being a very special thing. But these were largely only eaten by wealthy people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> poor people in the 17th century could not afford elaborate birthday cakes. No. Um, but... Uh, during the uh, Industrial Revolution, due to automation, cakes got a lot more affordable, mm -hmm. and it started becoming a thing that all classes of people did. Uh, so that's pretty neat, but then um, there's also the very important side of the cake for birthdays, which is the candle mm -hmm. ceremony. Because it's like, if you just have a cake on your birthday, that's like, that feels wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to put candles on it, or it's not a birthday cake. <laughs> it's really weird. Like, it, it's interesting to sort of think about our our traditions and rituals that are just sort of taken for granted, mm -hmm. when it's like, why are we doing this? Well, and if you think about other candle-based holiday ceremonies, they're mainly, like... Religious? Religious or spiritual, or, yeah. like, um, having to do with uh, the seasons... Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't think that that would be the case for birthday candles. Yeah, well, and it's sort of interesting. So there are a couple of disputed origins, mm -hmm. sort of like the origin of birthday. It's hard to tell when it's just sort of an everyday ritual yeah. where things begin, because the people aren't writing these things down. Um, in ancient Greece, there, uh, there was sort of a tradition of putting candles on cakes to honor Artemis on the sixth day of every lunar month. I don't really know anything about that. It sounds weird and maybe not especially related. Yeah. Um, but religious. But candles on cake. Candles on cake. And, it, you know, your point about it usually being a religious yeah. ritual. Mm -hmm. um, now, it's kind of weird. The Wikipedia article here just talk, says pagan origin story. Like, like, pagan people are a specific group. Right. Like, that's not... It doesn't even say, like, what region of the mm -hmm. world this is. <laughs> it's talking about how um, pagans would, like, make merry on someone's birthday to drive away evil spirits. Mm. You know, be noisy and loud and bright. Um, have a big party because it kept evil spirits away from birthday people who are apparently especially vulnerable to evil spirits. Yes, yeah. I don't know. Spirits got to get you on your birthday. It's, a, it's an auspicious day. Um, so I don't really know about that. <laughs> it's like Wikipedia. I expect you to be a little bit more rigorous than this. But that's fair. <laughs> um, but again, Germany comes in with a much more concrete... Uh, origin of this kind of thing. It can be traced back to Kinderfest, um, which was a special birthday celebration specifically for small children um, where they would put candles on cakes. Um, I did read somewhere that it was something where, like, the candles would be lit all day on the cake mm -hmm. um, and then, like, blown out when it was time to eat it, I think. Um well, they were big candles and they were replaced periodically. Oh, okay. It wasn't like little tiny dinky candles That's like so we like, use. A lot of wax on the cake. Yeah. Or maybe they put like a plate on top of the cake. I don't think so. They would like make holes in the cake and put like big candles. Yeah, I mean, you could just peel it off. Like, it just, yeah. I mean, like, like you haven't eaten a slice of birthday cake with wax on it. 
<laughs> Sometimes you just can't get it off. Uh, but yeah, so I guess it would like they burn the candles all day. I didn't even notice I was there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but this was specifically for um, small children. Um, you wouldn't do this for adults, but you know. I'm keeping the best. Um, but, I, you know, I can imagine it just sort of being pushed up and up and up and up mm-hmm. until everyone's doing it for all their birthdays. Because, yeah. like, it's fun. Take that away from people. Nah. Right? You gotta have a big shiny cake. We need fire. <laughs> so that is birthday cakes in a nutshell. Fun. Yeah. Yum. I love birthday cake. I get too. Yeah. We had a big birthday cake at my office the other day for, oh, all the, yeah. for all the June birthdays. It was a Costco cake. You didn't bring me any. I should have because there <laughs> no. was so much left over, but it was kind of hard to transport in the you car. Well, they probably would not have cared. No, but you wanted to get out of there before. Oh the yes, I wanted to. I wanted to get out <laughs> of the office. Yes, it's true. They were like, "You can leave a little early," and I'm like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> <laughs> Just take the whole sheet cake with you. <laughs> well, and that's the thing—they cut the whole thing up before anyone got to it. So it's like this ain't gonna keep. Like mm-hmm. people gotta get eaten this cake, and there was a lot left over. And you can't transport it because the little wibble wobble apart. Yeah, like, fall <laughs> off the plate. Like what are you supposed yeah, to like do? Dominoes. And if I brought. Cake for you. I have to bring cake for Will. I have to bring two slices of cake home and for the neighbors and myself again. <laughs> so, but it was a delicious Costco cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Captain Marvel. Yeah, it just came out um, last week, I guess. So I believe it was uh, the eleventh yeah. is when it came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. But it, of course. Like the modern world had been out on digital for at least two extra weeks. Yeah, well, and that's the interesting thing. I was looking it up. So Captain Marvel is the first of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe films that is not going to be on Netflix. Was not and will not um, because Disney is doing their Disney Plus thing. Um, So Captain Marvel is the first one not going to Netflix at all. So fucking go to Redbox like I did. Yeah. Otherwise you're never going to see it unless you fork over that Disney cash. Right. So, yeah, they did have it available to watch digitally from Disney. um, And then it just came out on physical media on June 11th. Um, So we decided to watch it because we both missed it while it was in the theater. It was just too much going on. It was hard to to see. see. Well, apparently it didn't hurt for us not seeing it because it did really well at the box office. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well it's also like sometimes you feel like a movie is better because you didn't see it when it came out does that make any sense sort of like oh man it's so good i didn't know kind yeah of thing. or like oh it somehow improved because i didn't fall prey to the marketing <laughs> <laughs> or the hype yeah well and the hype around captain marvel was weird as hell it's all over the sexist Place. Yeah, I mean, but and that's why I'm so glad that it, it did so well because it um the budget was 175 million at the box office it took 1.128 billion so they did okay yeah I mean <laughs> they did just not, fine not too shabby yeah in fact um let me find the exact stats of it um it. Became the first female-led superhero film to 
crossed the 1 billion mark worldwide. Um, I mean, you know, given how small the category is. Yeah, Electra. <laughs> yeah, Catwoman. <laughs> really like oh, um, yeah, um, the field is pretty. I mean, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. So I guess it did better than Wonder Woman. Wow. That's um, surprising. I know. Um, Wonder Woman was fantastic. It was, but people were really not sure about the whole DC thing, yeah, I guess. True. Maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but it uh, also, sorry. Oh, yeah, it's the second highest grossing film of 2019 currently. Wow. Yeah. So, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, it came out this year? April? Yeah. Wow, they didn't turn around to movies these days. Yeah, I know. Four months? <laughs> cool! Yeah, well, they just they want to make more money on yeah. it. Well, and of course, the only other movie that beat it is Endgame. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it doesn't say here, but I, I wouldn't... Endgame. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. It's a re-releasing Endgame to just have it beat Titanic. Or <laughs> Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. James Cameron. James Cameron does what James Cameron does because James Cameron is James Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it did really well and it was largely well received critically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there were were whiny baby men who need to grow up. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, like, I'm, you know, reading all of this stuff about, you know, how it was critically well, you know, well-received. You know, some people are like, it's a little superhero-y. You know, some people are like, it's not too special for a superhero film. It's your standard superhero film fare. Um, which is, you know, I mean, I thought there was something special to it, but we can talk about that later. Um, but, you know, if you just search on, on, like, Wikipedia and Google and stuff, a lot of it is, like fairly positive and then you search captain marvel in youtube and it's a wasteland of evil it's really bad like i mean i was just sort of curious i was and you know i was hoping to find like a reasonable and rational review of it just to get sort of an idea of what other people thought of the film but i didn't there was only one review on the first page that i trusted at all of course, the first result was CinemaSins. I watched that. I I don't watch CinemaSins anymore. I refuse to watch CinemaSins anymore. This one actually, believe it or not, restored my faith in CinemaSins. They don't deserve your faith. <laughs> <laughs> Since you mentioned it, yeah. um, I did watch it last night because it just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and very, like, I mean, it was they, very they, positive. Like, it they won a bunch at- of bonus points and, like... That's well. That's good. And it didn't critique anything that wasn't like reasonable to point out. Right. Yeah. Well, good for them. Maybe they're finding some integrity. <laughs> uh, but or maybe they're like people are going to be mad at us if we yeah they, burn this movie to the ground. We're already in a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, but um, the the review uh that the quick review that jack saint did i quite like jack saint um Mm -hmm. he does a lot of really interesting video essays and stuff he did this great one about um he 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 made the argument that sky high is a fascist film (laughs) (laughs) so like it's great and that's the sort of stuff he does or like he compared like beverly hills chihuahua to like pro-slavery narratives 
So, like, this guy kind of knows what's up. Yeah. He's got a sense of humor, and he's clearly on the left of center. <laughs> um, he didn't much like Captain Marvel, but he just kind of was bored yeah. by it. Um, that's, I mean, that's his own personal experience of the film, and I can't fault him for that. Um, but I did kind of feel like I didn't, I couldn't agree with the, the issues he had with it. Like, he would point out something he didn't care for, and I'm like, well, I didn't think that was the case yeah. about the film. Yeah. But he was being, you know, it felt like just like a regular film review. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I completely disagree. I thought oh, it was exciting from start to finish. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so, too. Like, uh, he fe- he thought that Carol was sort of uninteresting as a character. Like, he just felt like she was sort of lukewarm. Like, oh, my God, I loved her so I know. Much. Like, he, he felt like he couldn't quite get a read on what her personality was. And I yeah. think, honestly, that's probably Endgame's fault. Because in Endgame, she's not... She's, she, well, I he didn't he he had made the review before Endgame came really? out. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. This it, he 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 made the review right after seeing Captain Marvel in okay. the theater. Okay. So well, it doesn't have anything. I to do would that. say Endgame confuses her. Yeah. Well, she's barely in that movie. She's the power. Yeah. It, well, his his point was he felt like you know oh she's you know she'll joke around when it's joke time and she'll get serious when it's serious time and it was just she just felt like sort of bland to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I disagree. Yeah. I think that the cool thing about her was that it felt like she was written the same way that Marvel dudes are written. Yeah. You know, you can hear her lines coming out of Tony Stark's mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, that is one thing that I might criticize about the Marvel movies is a lot of these dudes are kind of interchangeable. <laughs> but it's refreshing to at least see that personality coming out of a woman's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue funnier than Tony. Tony's a little more uh, dark. I a think. little acerbic. Yeah, and like alcoholic in yeah. the first couple movies. Yeah, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. has charisma coming out the wazoo, yeah. so it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's written in the same sort of witty, mm-hmm. you know, whip smart kind of way. Um, whereas, and I did feel like she had a personality. He also said that he felt like it was sort of. Um, the the unfortunate amnesia personality list thing where a lot in a lot of things when someone has amnesia right. it's like personality incoming sort of thing. But I didn't feel that way. At the beginning of the movie, she's just like that. That's yeah, she's got her, her personality seems entirely intact to me. Yeah. You know, she shows up at Jude Law's door and she's like, "Come on, let's fight! Let's I woke fight. up. I'm gonna energy blast you." Yeah, like <laughs> it, it did feel like she had a consistent personality through the film and that's what I sort of liked about it was like they couldn't take away who she was. Yeah. You know, as she, hard as they tried. Yeah. She was always Carol. Um yeah. and, and and you know, that was sort of the the fun thing when um Maria is like telling her about things that happened, you know, the day that she disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um and Carol still doesn't have her memory. Like she's got little bits and pieces, but like she's not intact yet. She's still like joking and responding to Maria the way you know she would. Yeah. Um. So, like I don't know. I don't know what he missed in her personality, but I felt like it was there. The only credit that I will give anybody that had any sort of negative feelings towards it is, yeah, it's a superhero movie, and yeah, it's going to be a little basic on like the superhero like yeah stuff because it's an origin story. 
And it's, like, the first female-led Marvel origin story. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, I'd, I'd say the only, like, first entry that doesn't feel a little basic is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And that's, like, a fringe case. That's a weird <laughs> James Gunn situation. Like, it was as good... And it's also an, an ensemble. Yes, exactly. Origin story. I'd say Captain Marvel is as good a first entry for a hero as any of them. I've, you know, I like say it's better. It's I, yeah, I think it's better than Thor. Yeah, it's better than I. I mean, honestly, I think I like it better than any of the Iron Man movies. I think the beginning of the first Iron Man is really cool. I like the cave stuff. It's cool, but as a whole, it's a better movie. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, really the. The Iron Man franchise just sort of leans on Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Whereas I don't think, I mean, Brie Larson, I think, did a fabulous no, job the with this character. Cast is incredible. Yeah, and and I mean, just the writing works. You know, yeah. it's not. It's just like that whole movie hinges on Robert Downey Jr. carrying it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brie Larson doesn't have to carry this film. No. I mean, she could if she needed I mean, to. She, she, yeah, she's she could. Marvel. But <laughs> she can lift anything. <laughs> but she doesn't have to. Yeah. Because the movie supports itself. Mm-hmm. Uh I like, man, okay, um, let's talk about Mr. Uh, Scroll. <laughs> Mr. Scroll, because I loved him. Um, why can't I think of the name of the actor? I, I no, I know his name. I need to look it up, though, because it's my brain is not. Well, and it's he was in, Ben Mendelsohn. He was in Rogue One. And he was also in, I think, another thing we had been watching the night before. Yeah, what were we watching that he was in? But he was in it, and so as soon as I heard his voice, even though he's in full-on makeup, I was like, oh, it's that guy. He's Ben Mendelsohn, yeah. (laughs) He's a very distinct voice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's the villain. (laughs) Yeah. Even though they try real, they don't try very hard to, like, mask him as, like, the actual director of S.H.I.E.L.D., Right. <laughs> but it's like, the Rector well, of S.H.I.E.L.D. is nobody. That's one um, complaint that Jack Saint had that I do kind of agree with, is they could have done more with the whole scrolls can be anybody thing. Yeah. There was never any mystery about who was a scroll. Like, but they also didn't want us to like completely distrust them when they're going to switch and be the good people. Sure, but I mean, like, the sort of dramatic tension of, like, right. which one's the scroll? Who's the scroll? Like, they show us. Like, yeah. either it's like, oh, here's the scroll turning into that person, so watch out. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, this guy's acting really scrolly, so he's a scroll. <laughs> like, you know he's a scroll. Uh, they never they never kept it a mystery for mm-hmm. the audience at any point who the scroll is going to be. You know, the sort of Cylon, like, ooh, is it? Mm-hmm. Who's the, you know? Um, and that, you know, it feels like a waste when you have that in play to not yeah, use it. But I also think they didn't have the time necessarily to, but like they put in scenes specifically showing scrolls, like I'm going to be that one. You can't be that one. I'm that one, you know, like where it was just like, or you could have not put that scene in. And then we would have been like, oh, just scroll. that would have been fun. I mean, I'm not, it would have been fun, but maybe not necessarily the type of movie they were trying to make. Like, Fair I, think, enough, I think the but... whole thing works because there's so much time devoted to it. Yeah, so I don't know. I think that it. I think that it might be uh, something that they squandered. I think they could, in another movie, do more. Yeah, with that mm-hmm. type of. Yeah, I, I imagine the scroll are going to come back. Oh yeah, because like we've barely seen any scroll, and they're great. They're mm-hmm. cool. 
Um, they look a little Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, that's just... No, Star Trek 20 like. years, aliens, yeah. Yeah, and their weird, liney faces. Um, but he was great. Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> this is why we've brought this up. He was so charming mm-hmm. and so entertaining. Like, I'm I'm really glad. And, like, his sort of um, alliance shift was really satisfying. Yeah. Um, and I love that, I mean, old, you know, it's it sort of hinted at sort of a bigger picture, like, and now we can end this conflict kind of thing. But, like, there was no big city-destroying fight. Like, mm-hmm. she was protecting some refugees. Yeah. That's what she was doing. And I really appreciate it keeping it on that smaller scale. Yeah. And she made Ronan the, the accuser shit his pants. Yes! <laughs> weird with that is face. He did, and people in, in the CinemaSins video, they, they mentioned that he looks kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because he had he he, he was a different style, mm-hmm. or he he was slightly different than he looked as we were used to him looking. Mm-hmm. And he was a hologram for most of the movie, <laughs> right? Well, and it's like this is many many years before. And he probably wasn't on any fucking set. <laughs> they phoned him in. Yeah, they from, skyped him from in from wherever Sky- he was at. Please, please Skype us. We just need to get you on film really quick for Ronan. Right. Uh, but. Yeah, he looked really odd, but, you know, it is kind of cool. It's not his movie, though. So. It's not his movie, and it's kind of cool, these little these little nods to the yeah, the more this, the galactic stuff. Especially because it's like Ronin was, like, scary and did some nasty stuff yeah, in, he's a bad in the galaxy, and then he's like, we better run away. Let's just um not go here anymore. Bye. <laughs> She's the literal son, you guys. Like, yeah. can we not? Um, and then I also, uh, it didn't occur to me until later, but um, Jimon Onso's character that was on her Kree squad yeah. mm-hmm. was in the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's the guy who's like, oh, yes, give us the thing. Yeah, like when, when yeah, Star-Lord yeah, yeah, shows yeah. up at the beginning to get the spear. That, okay. that was him. That, He's um, the same character. Do you think it's probably the whole same squad? Yeah, I don't know. I just recognize Jimon Onso because he's a very recognizable man. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> wow, that's fun. Yeah. So there's all these fun little connections. And like sometimes those kinds of things can be cheap. Yeah. You know, Marvel definitely is no stranger to like here with this guy? Hey, this guy's here. <laughs> but I you know it's yeah. inoffensive. Yeah. It's fun, cool, makes it feel I mean it's that's what the that's what the cinematic universe is for. Yeah. You know? And I I like learning a little bit more about the Kree because the Kree were a big deal in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Were they? I didn't really watch it. Basically, all the superpowered people that aren't superheroes on Earth are like part Kree. Okay. It's weird. I wouldn't recommend it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It gets a little mess and like confusing and like. Yeah. Although some of the characters, oh, they're so lovable. <laughs> but like maybe stop at season three at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna <laughs> it just gets a little like melodramatic. Mm. It gets a little heroes, little, mm. little later seasons of heroes. You know. Yeah, I do now. With the whole earthquake powered mutant person. <laughs> Almost like they have to rewrite mutants. They had to rewrite mutants. Right, because they don't have yeah, the so rights like, to mutants. Cree! Cree! Everybody's Cree! Like, everybody's why, Cree! Why is everybody Cree? It doesn't really make sense. Because of a Cree artifact. 
All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess so, since you can't have mutants. Mm-hmm. That's all these blue people. Yeah. But, yeah, and there's some Kree stuff in, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and. Although the big Kree that we're introduced to paints himself purple. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Kree can just do whatever they want. They can, because they're space fascists. <laughs> um, Nick Fury looked great. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson is Samuel L. Jackson as ever. And they did a great job with his... With his young face. Youngening. Yeah. It, it was really seamless. Like, I've definitely been sort of put off by that at times, but they've really figured it out. Yeah. I mean, when you have a budget in Disney. Yeah. Though, I gotta say, that new... Have you seen the trailers for Gemini Man? Uh-huh. It don't look so really. Good. I think it looks good. There's some. It's it's always the mouth uh, when their their mouths always look weird. That looks that's, yeah. that's what looked weird to me about um, young Carrie Fisher in mm. Rogue One. Um, that channel I was telling you about that um, they like critique uh, CG. Mm-hmm. They talked about um, the faces from from Rogue One, both Carrie Fisher and what's his face. Yeah, um, and they talk about how. Just by doing a couple things, they could have made it look mm-hmm. more like her. But it, and it was the mouth. It's it's always the mouth. It's yeah. it's like and like sometimes when they're like just standing still, it's like that looks really good. And then they start talking, and it's like mm, that doesn't look like her face. Well, because people move like we all all of our mouths function in the same way. Uh huh. But it's they're just little nuances, little differences in the way that your whole face moves with your yeah. mouth. Um, yeah, it just looks a little weird and not and artificial. Um, I did not think that was the case with. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fury. I thought he looked great. Um, but I do think in those Gemini Man trailers. And also, it's like, I'm just so familiar with what young Will Smith looked like. When it's also young and old on screen at the same time. Right, and so you can like really compare Whereas, and be like, that's not what he looks like. Exa- exactly, because we literally have evidence We're looking at him right now. <laughs> I'm looking at him. They could have just had his son play it. Like, yeah. his son's like, not, not yeah. Not I don't a buff think, action star. I don't think he could pull that role off. Just <laughs> there to get a movie together. I and so I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, we don't need to talk about bad Will Smith vehicles. Yeah, and then uh, Sins also said that Coulson didn't look as good as, but I mean, he didn't have much to do. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't notice. Yeah, I looked fine. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he also didn't like the CG cat, and it's like. Animals are hard. They are hard. He looked fine. Yeah. I love Goose. Don't say anything bad about Goose. Yeah. He had tentacle mouth. Like, he get said, over it. Yeah. You gotta live with this. And apparently, um, what's her face is allergic to cats. Brie? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. So she's, he, like, she never holds him. It's always. Oh, yeah. It's, well, yeah. I wonder if that's why they added in the. That's what they said. Fury is in love with this cat mm-hmm. thing. Which is the best. Like, I really like to see Fury humanized in that way, where he just loves his cat so much. Like, he just, like, that's Nick Fury's weakness. He loves kitties. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So good. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's just a fun, charming movie. Like, and I wonder if, you know, even people who watched the film in good faith that didn't quite connect to it, like Jack Saint, it didn't connect because it wasn't as sort of personally meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, maybe it's not Your for movie. you. Yeah. Like, maybe it's not for you, yeah. white man. Maybe like, you don't have a stake in women being fighter pilots. Yeah, 
<laughs> and and so you know he he's like he felt like the 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 theme could have been stronger because he just didn't feel like there was enough oh, no. of well yeah it, it well, would have, I don't think if they had made it stronger it would have been annoying right it well, was perfect and that's the thing I think that you know maybe as a woman watching it I come to it and I say I understand already the obstacles that she's facing yeah. in her life especially in the 80s and 90s right. oh, like yeah. I already come into it knowing you know it, it, whereas you know he felt like maybe they should have shown more how she faced adversity yeah. when she was on earth but it's like no they didn't need to because I already know because of society like I already get it <laughs> it's like you tell me that she's in the air force in the 80s and a woman say no more well, and then, so, when the scroll are, like, mining her memories, and we're sort of getting bits and pieces of the fake memories and the real memories, um, you see some of the things that she went through, like, at that bar with guys being total dicks and, mm-hmm. and all that. It's like, yeah, we didn't need, like... We didn't need more. So, no, it's like, I don't know if he just was not paying like, attention. We maybe we don't want more of that either. Right! Like, we want her, we want to see her... Like we, I already get it. You don't, yeah. you don't need to show me the 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 bad parts. Like you don't yeah. need to show me the the unpleasant stuff because I already know what's there. Yeah, and Jack Saint should too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would, I would argue everyone should already know the stakes, yes. but some people don't think about it. And I, and but that's why I say to. Jack Saint should because I would expect him to. Yeah, you know, he's the sort of person that I think. I, I would anticipate being more conscious of that yeah. sort of thing. So I'm not sure why he wasn't. Because, like, you know, if, say, it was, you know, not about a woman, but about, and I mean, we've got Maria there. So, you know, it's this whole other thing. But, like, if the character was a black person mm-hmm. and they were in some sort of organization during a time when historically a black person would not have necessarily been accepted in that organization. You don't have to show that. Like, you don't have to show yeah. what the consequences are of that, or at least you don't have to, give, have to give much, because coming into that as an audience, we should know already, like, oh, yeah. that's going to be hard for and, you. And that sets up a tension that makes it more dramatic. Yeah. and, and But, like, th- there's shorthand already. Yeah. Like, you don't... We're already there. You should already be there. Yeah. So I don't think they needed to give any more. And I, and I think that you know, the things that Carol was criticized for are the kinds of things that women are often criticized for in general when they are in positions of, you know, responsibility and power. They're saying, Carol, you have to control your emotions. You're uh-huh. too emotional. You have to calm down. And emotions it's like, are your enemy. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, I've heard that. Like, <laughs> you know, so, so maybe he just didn't, make that connection. Maybe yeah. he just wasn't in a position to make that leap because I certainly was. And I, I, I didn't, it, I wasn't for a moment questioning what the film was getting at. I will say that at the beginning of the movie, when that sort of comes up, when you're doing a little sparring, and he's mm-hmm. like, you need to control it. Um, I didn't sort of get that immediate, like, Oh, he's being really manipulative. And he's well, because like, he's Jude Law. You want to like him. Well, because you because you, you see, you know, you assume that he's a good guy for yeah. one because they're on the same team at first. Uh huh. And they've got a good rapport. And often, they... when you see action movies, and it's sort of like a a training, mm-hmm. strengthening moment. It's like you know, 
this is the theme of the movie being stated. Well, but it's also like, you know, um, sort of meditative state. So mm-hmm. you don't like unleash and have uncontrolled right. anger. Because like that is certainly a, a reasonable lesson for someone to learn is you need to be in control of yourself. Yeah. But literally they're like siphoning or not siphoning, but like limiting her power. Yeah. So they just want to control her so that she doesn't kill them all. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's yeah. So, so, but okay, let's talk about Jude Law's character. I I liked him when I was watching it because I liked everything when I was watching the movie. But looking back, honestly, he didn't have a lot to do. Right. I think I think he did the the right amount of stuff. You know, he's there to sort of like give us the the Cree perspective. Yeah. On things to tell to tell us like this is contacts. He looked great. Um, (laughs) He's there to tell us like this is what Cree value Mm -hmm. and this is how you fit into that, Carol. Um, and then in the end, he's there to be like, this total smarmy, <laughs> totally smarmy, uh-huh. where he's like, fight me hand to hand now, Carol. Let's see if you can do it. She's like, like, no, I don't I would... need to prove to you you're literally a villain. Yeah, like, no, fuck <laughs> off. Uh-uh. Stupid. Seriously, he was about to be like, debate me. <laughs> right? Oh my God, you're so right. And it's funny too, because he could have just like, I'm not only going to defeat you with one blow, but also like Humiliate make you, you? F- feel like an idiot. Yeah. And then she just drags him through the desert. Like it's and then she's so like, pathetic. Okay, go tell everybody mm-hmm. that Bye. don't mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Honestly, like he did such a great job with that. That last scene it was just like, Oh, you motherfucker. Well, yeah. He, he, he puts down the facade, and you're like, okay, I see who you really are. <laughs> well, but it's almost like he he's he's trying so hard to, def- to like, manipulate her still. Oh, yeah. And it's, she's just like, no. She's like, you can't do uh, that to me Did you not anymore. see me pull off that little doohickey yeah. tip thing? <laughs> yeah. Did you not see me, like, burn yeah. down the intelligence yeah, like you, you can't. You, like you don't have that power over me anymore. Yeah, I've walked away from that system, and and it, and it has no sway over me anymore. Yeah. You're not my commander anymore. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I. Uh, Can we talk about her friend Maria? We must. Oh my god. And Maria's daughter. Maria was my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I just felt like that performance was so. So understated and spectacular. She was wonderful. Like, she had so much heart. Oh, my gosh. And, yes. like, you wanted them to kiss. And her bob. <laughs> her bob was so cute. So 90s. So oh, perfect. Yes. And uh, Monica, her daughter, was the cutest thing on the earth. Mm-hmm. You know that kid's going to grow up and work for NASA. That kid's going to work for Tony Stark. Now she should, like... Take over for Tony Stark. <laughs> uh, she should. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's gonna she's gonna be the coolest girl in the world. You know, she kind of reminds. Like speaking of um, girls and uh, Tony Stark, she reminds me of um, Iron Heart, the mm-hmm. the successor oh, to yeah. Iron mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, the comic. Yeah. Wow. She's like this super genius young black girl. Who's like I'm gonna be Iron Man now. That would be so. Hey, Marvel, if you're listening. <laughs> Let's get Ironheart up in here, please. And have it be her. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. And also, well, no, I was off topic. <laughs> I, I have some opinions for Disney. 
<laughs> okay. we, we can talk about it. Later. Yeah. Uh, but Maria. Oh. Yeah. I just felt like she had so much heart and like with a movie that's trying to be sort of like really likable and silly, mm-hmm. um, but also serious. She was the like. She was a rock. She was like crying mm-hmm. and like not crying <laughs> and like she had this house out in Louisiana. Yeah, she was just the coolest. And she was funny, but she wasn't like because I can I can see how just because of Carol's humor style, it's a bit caricaturish sometimes because she's she's very sassy and it's great, mm-hmm. but. Maria's. But it always felt so honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they had such good chemistry, too. Yeah. Like, you oh. can totally see their friendship. They had the best chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much so we want them to kiss, but I think their friendship They're, works. They are platonic life partners. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. They were out without each other for six years. So sad. And it was just, like, back at it again. Carol doesn't even remember, and they still have that chemistry. Right? So good. And... And that little girl is so lucky to have the world's coolest two moms. I know. And Carol doesn't have any chemistry with anybody in in anything like that. Right. Well, she's just, you know, doing her job. She's too busy to have chemistry. Bad for her at that point in her story. Because she's just like, literally every day is saving another planet. Just putting out fires constantly. I I feel so bad for her. Like, go home and hang out with your friends. How did she even have time to save Tony Stark? Right? Like, fuck you, Tony. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck everybody except for Carol. Carol's the best. They should remake the movie Carol with her. <laughs> her and Raya. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, it's uh pretty freaking good. Um, all the nineties stuff was really fun. I as a nineties kid appreciate it. Nineties <laughs> kids remember. We One did. thing I will say I did not like about uh, the Cinema Sins uh, video was timeline shit with like this poster in the background is from October of 1995, oh, whereas this like, stupid, CD case like, is from three months before. Where are we at, Marvel? It's like oh, unimportant. Fuck you. Yeah, just unimportant <laughs> anachronism. Where it's like, what? yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's silly. And it's like, you know what? As long as we didn't have any shit from the year 2000, I don't care. Like, (laughs) 90s kids only. 90s kids. Well, I just mean, you know, if it takes place in 95 or whatever, like, you know, at that point, it's like, you're pushing it. Yeah. But it felt like 1995 to me. Did all these cool Nine Inch Nails t shirt and. Her costumes were great. Yeah, she looked like a super cool grunge girl. Yeah. Looked good with her flannel. The only costume I didn't like was her actual costume, her hero costume. Yeah. It's a little basic. It's a little too vibrant, I feel like. Oh, really? It was just a little too, like, painted on. No. Yeah, to me, it just looks good. When it was green, I thought it looked better. Not, like, color-wise, but just, like, it looked more like like she was wearing something. Mm -hmm. But once I changed it, it looked kind of like... It, colors, it looked faker, yeah. Yeah, I just... Um, but that might just be because of the colors, too. I just think it's kind of a boring costume. I mean, that said, like, it's very practical. And yeah. it makes sense for her yeah, to wear like, it. Oh, I'll just change what I already got. Yeah. It already has like, this dope communicator in it. Yeah, it's, this is handy. <laughs> Thanks, Cree. Uh, <laughs> right? 
the only thing you ever gave me. And she's got the mohawk helmet, too. I love the mohawk helmet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The only thing better than the mohawk helmet is her new hair mm-hmm. in Endgame. I mean, that's the whole movie Endgame right there. Just her her hair. And that's the entirety <laughs> of the new Charlie's Angels trailer is Kristen Stewart's hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is Kristen Stewart's hair. Yeah. I, yeah. I just find her costume a little uninteresting. Yeah. But, I mean, it's Origin fine. Origin story, though. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because the, the first Iron Man suit, if you look back, it's kind of basic. It is. It is. They've really had gone through a lot of iterations, haven't they? I watched a video of every single one. <laughs> <laughs> there They're like 30 in Iron Man 3. I didn't remember that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because he's, like, fighting with all of them. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's, like, they all come out and yeah. do their thing. Yeah. I barely remember Iron Man 3. Yeah. I think everybody that saw it only saw it once. Like, why would you watch it again? I wouldn't. <laughs> Nobody would. I wouldn't. <laughs> and, like, I... It's really a shame. Because, like, I really like Guy Pierce, But he's the least interesting Marvel villain. Yeah. In that movie. Like, who gives a crap about... What is his name? Killian? I don't even know. I don't know. He's just mean Guy Pierce. Yeah, and then they were like, the Mandarin, but he's an actor. Yeah, like, that was a fun twist, especially because it's like, that character's pretty fraught at yeah. this point. Yeah. So, like, what do you do when, like, the biggest Iron Man villain in the comics is a racist caricature? What mm-hmm. are you supposed to do? Make it fake. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I like. Then Sir why ben wasn't Kingsley. Iron Fist fake? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we should move on. We're just dunking on Marvel. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think we're about done here. Is there anything else about Captain Marvel that you wanted to talk about? Because I, I feel mean, like I feel like we made some pretty good points about the themes and about the audience for the movie. It was fun. Just fun, guys. Like ha- I did, I felt like I didn't have to think. Good action. Yeah, you know, and that's. It didn't explain itself, and I didn't have to think about it. And that's fine, you know, to just have a fun movie that's maybe the target audience is a little bit more female. Like, that's great. That's cool. Maybe it's not just for the straight guys in the audience. Maybe they could learn something from watching it. (gasps) Heaven forbid. No, no. Never. (laughs) Not from Brie Larson. No. Never Brie Larson. It's like... Maybe go watch The Room first. (laughs) If you're so upset by Captain Marvel, go watch, or sorry, Room. Oh yeah, not The Room. (laughs) I figured that's what you meant. No, they probably already have seen The Room. Of course they have. They love it. They love it. But yeah, go see her in that. And then maybe like... Well, and that's the silly thing is everyone's like, SJW, feminist garbage. It's like, this is the least offensive, (laughs) most basic level feminism anything ever has had it's not it's just like hey girls can do stuff like that's it it's nothing it's it's so basic it's so inoffensive it's insane that anyone would feel like this movie is pandery or threatening or th- yeah it's just like guys like, oh no she stole a douche's bike yeah like, it's like she's a criminal yeah so is every superhero ever yeah the guardians of the galaxy go to prison like <laughs> And then break out of prison. 
lots of murdering. In that they do a scene. lot of murdering. Groot just kills so many guys, <laughs> and we love him. So maybe chill. She's also, they murder that big alien who's shooting rainbows. Nothing that breeds rainbows is a villain. Right. Although it is gross looking. <laughs> and like, that guy probably had insurance. What? So, the motorcycle guy. Oh. We're talking about motorcycle guy. The alien they killed. No, 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 no. No, we're talking about. Death No, no. Captain Marvel stole a guy's motorcycle. If he didn't have insurance, it's his own damn fault because people's cars get stolen. He got he if he had it insured, then he's fine. So whatever. And he said she was she had a nice scuba suit. It's like why aren't you wearing a scuba suit in the desert, you fool? (laughs) Don't make comments. Yeah, leave her alone. Work in the service industry, you get shit like that all day fucking long. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's stupid that people would have a problem with her doing that when, like, so many of people's favorite. I mean, like, everybody's fave is problematic. Like, all the superheroes do shady shit. I will say that I'm glad that they cut the extended version of that scene. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. I mean, she kicks his ass, I think. Yeah, that's what I heard. But it's like, she didn't need to. He was just, like, being a jerk, so she taught him a lesson. She didn't, like, Or she's just like, whatever, asshole. Like, I need a car, so I'm going to take her car. Like, exactly. Yeah, that's fine. It's and fine. I loved her little, like, newspaper yeah. corner flip down, and you just see her eye. <laughs> that was a good shot. Yeah. It's good. It's good. And people need to grow up and enjoy funny movies. And go... At Redbox, I guess. Or yeah. buy it. I mean, you could buy it. But. Yeah, it's definitely it's worth owning more than a lot of other ones. So. Yeah, what are you going to do with your uh, three-box collection of Iron Man these days? <laughs> never watch them. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to watch those movies again. Not, they have not aged well. And then what about your triple box of the original Spider-Man, too? Well, I don't know. I, I I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans. I do. Yeah, but I'm talking about like a general pop because everybody has those. Yeah, sure. What are you going to show your kids? <laughs> They're like, what's this farce? Well, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a serial movie collector, so yeah. I can't oh, yeah. throw any shade like, at people who have movies they're never going to watch. Yeah, I'm just tired. You are. Let's, <laughs> let's, do we have recommendations? I think so. Okay. Maybe um, not. I've got one, so we I can talk about that, okay. and you can think if you've got one. Because um, I've been listening to a fun new podcast. Um, I actually heard about it as a Jumbotron on Ono, Ross, and Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's awesome. Apparently, they've gotten a w- way bigger audience from doing that, which mm-hmm. they deserve. It's called Everyone's a Critic, and it's really, really funny. It's this... Um, this couple who I believe are from Oregon Mm -hmm. and they go online and they find funny reviews for stuff and they just read them. (laughs) And it's really entertaining. They choose like different topics. You know, they, they read all some reviews on like weird, um, as seen on TV products or, um, apparently I've got to find the older episode because they made mention on a recent episode of they, uh, they did a segment on reviews of the bridges in Portland. Amazing. (laughs) But it's just very funny. They just read these reviews and laugh about them, make jokes about them and how dumb people are. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Just just some good light fun. If you need to just 
laugh about something that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's good times. Love things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's really relaxing. Yeah, to not have to be worried about existence. It's like, oh, this guy didn't like this microwave ramen cooker. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't work. It melted in the microwave. He wants his money back. <laughs> this person did not like the message of this children's book. <laughs> Encourages children to put farm animals in the backs of dump trucks, and that's not right. It's inaccurate. Inaccurate and unsafe. (laughs) You have to have animals properly secured when you transport them in vehicles. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that reminds me. I saw this, like, it was, like, proving a point. It was on Twitter. It was, like, the subjects of children's books. And it was, like, um, a breakdown of, like, uh, the ethnicities of all the different subject characters. Mm -hmm. And how, like... Since, uh, like, in 20 years, um, the number of children's books about uh, black kids has increased. Mm -hmm. But so has the number of books about inanimate objects and animals. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dramatically. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so... I don't know what to do with that statistic. I mean... Progress. Yeah. (laughs) You know what that sounds like to me? More books. More books. There you go. Net gain of books. I don't have a recommendation. That's okay. I don't like anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we just started watching uh, Legend of Korra. Yeah, yeah. I like Korra. I'm get, I'm I like Bolin. I recommend Bolin. <laughs> yes, just Bolin as a, as a person. I, just, I recommend the concept of Bolin. Yeah. So anticipate maybe a discussion of Legend of Korra in the future. Yeah. Now that I'm finally watching that, we'll do like we did with the last Airbender. Yeah, it's good that we waited because... It's some distance. Yeah, so you don't compare them as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. All right, y'all. I think I think we did it. Bye. Well, wait. That's not how we do it. That's not how this That'd works. Funny. <laughs> so long, suckers. We're done. <laughs> Remember, fuck off. <laughs> Alex is tired. <laughs> I'm gonna go play magic now. Okay, after I shower. <laughs> I wasn't joking either. That's literally what I'm about to do. That is it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and elsewhere. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen so more nerds can find us. We appreciate it, and it really makes a difference. And you can answer all of our burning questions (laughs) on Twitter, at LitMeritPod, where we also post updates and news. And thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. And until next time, remember, I'm I'm just just a girl. girl!